Citizens of the Earth, you will be destroyed. Welcome to Kaiju Carnival, where we explore the worlds of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy. The mysterious, the strange, the frightening. I'm Jenny. And I'm Justin. And this week, we watched the movie The Boogeyman. Jenny. Yes. I am shocked that this movie had absolutely no dancing at all in it. Why is that, Justin? Because it's The Boogeyman. <laughs> hey, welcome to Kaiju Carnival, where we have the freshest dad jokes. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure dads only say fresh. I don't know what kids are saying these days. I don't think it's dads. I think it's like old people. Old people? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> well, I do say basically all of my like lingo is from the Ninja Turtles in the 90s. So, you know, <laughs> that cartoon taught me basically how to be a person. Wait, so when you watched Ninja Turtles, you were like, this is exactly how I want to talk as, a, as an adult. <laughs> basically, yes. <laughs> That's why I say rad and dude. I don't say cowabunga. Cowabunga is a little forced. Maybe I should start doing it. Wasn't that used in the 40s or 30s? Hang on. Let me check my encyclopedia knowledge of <laughs> lingo from the 1930s. No, I really think I think that is because all the stuff that they used to use, that was like during. I, I don't know what year it was. It was like during the black and white era. Google it. <laughs> 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 All right, so this is a 2023 PG-13 horror film. And I got to say, they did PG-13 horror the right way. Yeah, I would not have known that this was a PG-13 film. Yeah, like I was super skeptical before I went and saw this film about how it was going to turn out. Because yeah. like as soon as I saw PG-13, I was like, oh, man. Like I think the last – I could be wrong, but I think – Lights Out was PG-13. I'm not 100% sure. I could be wrong on that. But, like, it's so hard to do PG-13 horror, like, well. It kind of makes you think, like, what's the standard for PG-13? What would have bumped it up to make them R? Well, there wasn't a lot of... Is it the blood? There wasn't nudity, right? There mm -hmm. wasn't a lot of swearing. There was some. And then there wasn't a lot of gore in this movie either. It's interesting because it's more about... Like your the childhood, you know, the childhood fear. Yeah. So that's what makes it pretty scary. Were you ever afraid of monsters in the closet? Yes. I think I was afraid of monsters, but I was also just afraid of the dark. Because the darkness is kind of like a monster in some ways. So I was afraid of pretty much everything. Uh, but you have to remember that I grew up in Japan where we had a very old house and like let me just describe the experience of going to a bathroom it was it was cold cuz there's no central heating or air conditioning in a house and then when you go in there was just a light bulb dangling down by a cord and that was your light and it was just so it was just so creepy and even as a kid i just knew like i would rather hold my pee until the morning, 
you know, because I just didn't want to go into that bathroom. That is something that's like very terrifying as a child is like going to the bathroom in the middle of the night and also walking up and down stairs that aren't that have like space underneath them so someone can reach through and like grab your ankles you know what i mean oh not like oh, solid yeah. stairs yeah yeah i used to run up and down those stairs in my basement all the time because i was just like somebody's gonna grab me well basements are just scary period yeah okay well i do even the next level is my grandparents house in japan so they had a it was an outdoor an outhouse but it was indoor so it was an indoor outhouse and that is like next level scary because it looks like a toilet from far away, even and it's in the house. But when you open up the lid, it is like you it's it's you could see, you know, everything in there. <laughs> and let me tell you, after like somebody told me this story one time that there was this like really crazy perverted guy that like went inside of someone's, you know, like the porta potty and like yeah. a camp campsite or something and like that was how he got off was like living inside of where the poop was and looking up and I was like after that someone told me that story as a kid it has like frightened me and terrified me to go to to use any kind of restroom like that that is disgusting I know it's so disgusting (laughs) like I don't even look at that as like don't get me wrong it's creepy but like when I hear that story I'm like ew but, I mean, just think about the spiders that live in Gross, there. Gross, dude. Like. I'm not worried about spiders <laughs> if I'm down in there, dude. Oh. No, but if you're, like, if you're just using the restroom, there's just so many things that could. That in itself is a horror film. True. I mean, so all the shit I was scared of as a kid, like, not all of it, but there's two movies that really stand out in my head. And as an adult, I understand that these films are comedies. But when I was a kid, they terrified me. One, I've mentioned it before, people, Dr. Giggles, okay? (laughs) Something about doctors scares the hell out of me. And the trailer for Dr. Giggles terrified me as a child. (laughs) Number two is definitely a comedy. It's actually a fantastic movie. It's called Transylvania 6-5000. And there's this gypsy lady in it who, she's like a fortune teller. And she ends every session with passing out and her head breaks the table and then they like bring in a new table but i used to have these nightmares where like where i laid in my bed i could see my attic like the the entrance to the attic Uh and i would have this recurring dream that she would float down from the attic in front of her little table dude (laughs) and um those are i feel like those are the scariest dreams because you're dreaming about your actual surroundings Mm -hmm. so you can't really tell if you're like asleep if you're awake Right. Did you not have like a like pinch your skin or some something that to kind of determine if you were in the dream or not? No, I was a pretty dumb kid though. So oh. okay. plus, like it's one of those things where like you're kind of paralyzed, and you're like, "Am I awake or am I asleep?" Right? Have you has that ever happened to you? Yeah, they call that sleep paralysis. Yeah, sleep paralysis. Oh yeah, so. yeah. But who knows if I actually have sleep paralysis or I'm just dreaming? Like, who knows? I can't move. Right? Maybe she was coming down to scare the shit out of me every night. But it's a fantastic movie. Check it out. But back to the boogeyman, now that we've gone over our childhood fears, what's your logline for this movie? All right. So after the recent loss of his wife, a grieving father must confront an insidious supernatural presence that invades his home, 
taunting and tormenting each family member before hungering for their souls. The family must unearth the dark origins and save themselves from the clutches of the boogeyman before they become the next victims. That is like very well constructed. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you took your time with that. I worked on this one. (laughs) Now you guys are going to see what winging it looks like. (laughs) So uh, let's see here. Give me a funny one. (laughs) A family torn apart by grief finds hope in the most unlikely of places. The boogeyman. 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 Dancing all night. (laughs) I would have made this just about a a creature that comes out and just dances, man. He just comes out and just busts the move. And so it's a comedy? No, it's not. It's a a horror movie. Oh. Yeah. But he comes out and he dances. (laughs) Is he like naked or something? I mean, you saw the boogeyman in this. He's a creature, right? Oh, that's true. But it's no, like, cool dancing. It's not, like, break dancing or, like, anything cool like that. He's doing, like, straight up, like, 70s disco dancing. <laughs> that is that's actually scary. Yeah. So he just comes out and he just dances his way over to you, He's dude. like John Travolta. Yep, just, like, Saturday Night Fever shit, dude. Just dances right up to you and just sucks your soul out for whatever he does. <laughs> okay, when you make that film, you let me know. I want to watch it. Dude, if anyone wants to buy this film, I am I am It's going straight to DVD. I'm down to direct this movie. <laughs> All right, top 3. All right, so my my first favorite thing about this film, um we actually just talked about it's immersing the audience in their childhood fears. So okay. I think that this film jumps on the shoulders of everything that we have feared as kids. And I think it doesn't matter how old you are, watching this film will bring back that 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 memory of what it was like to be scared of something in the dark, but as an adult looking back, it does seem a little bit silly, doesn't it? I mean, that's a really good point. So like a good for instance in this movie is the little girl checking underneath her bed. Yeah. When she's in it. I yeah. think we all had that feeling as kids. Oh, am I going to look under there, right? And then you look under there and nothing's there. And, you know, oh, I, I wouldn't be that kid to look under. You would I, just, you would just I, hide under the covers. My sheets had special powers and they protected me. And so I felt like as long as I don't uncover myself out of my sheets, I was safe. I don't know if anyone else felt that way, but yeah. I was very safe in my sheets. <laughs> So my first thing was, and it's kind of in a weird topic, I guess, but I really liked how they used irregular items and shapes in their shots. And I'll give you a few examples of this. Okay. So when she is taking clothes out of the washing machine mm-hmm. and the guy is standing at the end of the hallway and it's shooting through the washing machine door, yes. so it's really distorted yes. in the background mm-hmm. about who's back there, right? Yeah. Um, another one is when she's in the basement, and there's all those rolled-up art canvases on mm-hmm. the shelf, mm-hmm. and it's like she's like looking to try to see what's behind there, and they're kind of going through, like looking through all the little, you know, rolled-up canvases and i was just waiting for like an eyeball or something (laughs) to be in there um but i I thought that they they did this several times throughout the film and i was like man i really love that when they like throw in like just like these weird items that like you almost have to like shoot like 
because it, it just feels so real to me, you know, because yeah. like a lot of times you'll see like a scene in a movie and there's no obstructions. Right. It's just like you're, you know, like in a room and nothing's really blocking your your line of vision. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like by really blocking that line of vision, they made everything more stressful because then I'm like, shit, what is behind there? Right. Yeah. And it brings out this next level creativity in, yeah. in producing a film. And you're right about wanting to to know what what's there or you just automatically think there's something there like oh my gosh it's coming okay another thing i loved about this film was how brave and badass this teenage character was sadie right um i don't know what it's like to be a kid nowadays but uh we see her going to school and she you could tell, like, her friends aren't that great, except for the the one friend that first approaches her. But the other ones are just kind of like, meh. Or they're just so insensitive. Dude, those are some shitty friends. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, she doesn't seem like a person that would hang out with that type of crowd. But no, nonetheless, she, like, stood up to her friends. She even punched the one girl in the end. So she's a really mature character. She reaches out to her dad, who's a therapist. And in a very mature, like, way, trying to, trying to like, mend what has happened to them um, with their mother passing away. She is the protector of her sister. And she basically took over the mom role, um, kind of like the caregiver of the family. Dad's kind of, like, in the, in the back. He's still dealing with a bunch of stuff. And she's kind of grieving, but yet also, like, looking over the family. And then in the end, I mean, she wasn't afraid to fight the boogeyman. Yeah, like she was a for a teenager. I felt like this character was was pretty rad. Yeah, for sure. I think the dad handled it pretty well. Like I thought he was like doing a pretty good job of like trying to manage everything himself. You know, Uh, it's it's pretty evident, though, that he was like leaning on his daughter to help. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought that he I thought that he was doing a good job. I just thought that. You know, he's, like you said, going through his own stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think probably him being a therapist is helpful mm-hmm. uh, in a situation like that. Yeah. As for her friends, though, dude, I was <laughs> like, dude, I hope the boogeyman snatches them up, dude. <laughs> Except for that one girl who was like her only actual friend, yeah. you know. And then like all those other girls were just shitty, dude. Yeah, is that were. how teenage girls are? Oh, God, I hope they're not. <laughs> dude, I don't know. I never, like, hung out with teenage girls at that age. But, uh, dude, dude, that was... That they was are mean, mean. Dude. Yeah, they were really mean. All right, my number two thing I wanted to talk about. If you are a therapist, why are you working out of your house like that, dude? So, like, therapy is great for a lot of people, right? But, like, that dude that comes in, and I'm just like, oh, my God, this guy's like a full-blown psychopath. At least that's yeah. how he, like, came across, you know? Yeah. And, like, dude, your front door's unlocked. You just have these unstable people, like, like that coming mm-hmm. in, you know? Because, like, you know, a lot of people that, that seek therapy, it's very helpful for them, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, therapists have to deal with, like, people who have, like, actual, you know, like, psychotic diagnosis. I just – I found that so fascinating that, like, somebody would be running their own practice out of their house. It it seems like if you had kids, you wouldn't want to do that. Especially if you had girls that were, you know, like a, I don't know, like a teenager and an older elementary school age. Didn't that seem like a really dangerous situation he was in, though? 
Oh, yeah. I know. And I know that the way that he reacted. Yeah. He he kind of like was startled and yeah. paused and he the questions weren't like a nice way. It was it was kind, but like he was like, what like, you can do I to help your family? Right? Oh, no. Oh, you're talking about. Yeah. But even just in the beginning, he was kind of like put, you know, put off like, what the heck are you doing here? Yeah. You know, can I help you? Yeah. Um. If you were in that situation, though, I mean, if your job was to help people. And you knew that this guy really needed your help, but you are now in a very vulnerable position where you don't know this guy's history. Would you still help him if you were a therapist? I mean, dude, I I wouldn't be working at my house if I was a therapist, <laughs> yeah, first off. Keep like, it separate. <laughs> yeah, it seems like so odd to me that that was the case. Um, I don't know, man. It just like – and I, f- I feel like he did a really good job of like showing that he was like, oh, this is a dangerous situation that I'm in right now. Yeah. Because he was like definitely kind of like – uh yeah, I'm gonna go get a glass of water or whatever, <laughs> um, or what do you say? Go go use the, the restroom yeah. or something, right? Yeah. Um, so I just I just thought like, dude, that is that is so sketchy to be doing that. I don't think he expected him to kill himself upstairs. <laughs> that was... I mean, did he kill himself or did the boogeyman kill him? Either way, it ended up in a tragic situation. Yeah, and I, I think the think... boogeyman probably got him. Oh, oh yeah, I think so. It, the boogeyman was kind of an unexplained entity. Um, we like I don't fully understand like how right. much of it was Lester Billings and yeah. like how much of it was like what what why bring it to another family? Which brings me to my third favorite thing about this film. Uh. I don't love the fact that this family went into so much struggle, but I did love that this family was already broken and they were still picking up the pieces morning, but then this extra layer of like evil comes into the house. Lester dumps off the boogeyman spirit, I guess, into the home. And then the family has to work together. First of all, everyone's kind of like, oh, you know, Sawyer is is a kid and it's like it's all her imagination but then slowly there's evidence and then everybody starts to believe her and then the family works together they take down the boogeyman and then in the end of this film they're like able to get over that hump of the the grieving and like they're like okay we're a family unit again so it, even though it was like a very tragic story in the end, they almost needed that extra bit of, of like boogeyman stopping by their house to get them through, to like move on with their life. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, like I was kind of joking earlier where I was like the boogeyman like brings them together, but like he he really like really the boogeyman did kind of like fix their family. It, it like did. Broken family, you know. <laughs> um, I'm sure they wouldn't want to go through that to fix it, but you know they did. So the third thing that I was impressed by in this film was their unique choices of lighting. Mm. So Sawyer has that little like moon Mm -hmm. that she sleeps with, you Mm -hmm. know, and I thought that was so cool, dude, that she like rolls it into the closet and rolls it under the bed and rolls it down the hallway. I was just like, dude, that's such a cool idea (laughs) to to use that for lighting, you know, Um, the candles in the hallway, like talk about creepy, dude. And then when Sawyer was playing PlayStation. 
and the light from the TV was like showing us what was going on, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's red at one point because her character dies. And I just like for a movie about something that kind of thrives in the darkness and, you know, only comes out in the darkness. Right. Like they had such cool choices for like lighting, you know, non-traditional lighting choices. Yeah. Yeah. I the, they they lit it up like perfectly. But at the same time, I couldn't help but think. Oh my gosh. If it was if I was the characters, I would keep everything on, you know. Yeah. Like, but that's not how, you know, horror movies work. All right, let's move on to the horror movie rules. Horror movie rules. We got. All right. So this rule is for Rita Billings. That's Lester's wife. Yes. Okay. So if the boogeyman has killed your kids and your husband, if you really want to stay in that house for some reason, put down your shotgun and call an exorcist. The neighbors would probably appreciate not hearing gunfire all hours of the day. Oh, I got to disagree with you on this one. <laughs> oh, yeah? She was staying there to kill the boogeyman. She ain't trying to exorcise him, dude. She's trying to bl- blast him away, man. She's trying to go John Wick on this thing. Yeah, but her her final conclusion was to blow him up with all these shells, right? Fuck yeah. It was a great plan. It <laughs> almost worked, too. But didn't the boogeyman go to the the next house? It's like the, the boogeyman moved out and moved into... Yeah, he was after Will, yeah, he was Sadie, after them and now. Sawyer's house, yeah. right? So she was there by herself. The boogeyman wasn't there anymore. It was only when Sadie came back. Well, I, she brought the I think boogeyman. She, yeah, but she she mentions like that's why he's like I haven't seen him recently. It's because he moved on to your family. Yeah. So like, just saying, dude. She she is a crazy lady. Hey man, living in this house, dude. If the boogeyman starts some shit with me. I'm going to I'm going to handle it just like she did. I'll probably end up dying just like she did with a gun. <laughs> what you got? All right. So, if you live in a house where monsters come out of the closets. Mm-hmm. You you better move to a house with no fucking closets, dude. <laughs> you think that's the the answer? Dude, I've lived in a house without closets before. What? Yeah. There's no such thing. Yeah, over in Europe, a lot of places don't have. Oh, okay. Don't have closets. Do they? Do they like live between your shirts that hang up? Like he's got the, no place to hide in a house with no closets, dude. <laughs> Come get me in my no closet house, bro. Maybe Europe doesn't have the boogeyman. Dude, I've, I've, I'll fucking knock closets out if, I, if the boogeyman's <laughs> after me, dude. I'll call in. I'll call in a contractor. I'll be like, I need all these closets gone, and they'll be like, Why? And I'm like, Don't ask why. You're like, I will only live in a studio. Yes, <laughs> apartment. Like, I don't want. I want lights everywhere and no closets. Okay, <laughs> dude. Could you imagine how frustrated the boogeyman would be if you have no closets and lights on all the time? Yeah, I just wear one of those dark sleep masks. I have a, <laughs> I'd have a high electric bill, but it's better than getting my soul sucked out by the boogeyman, dude. You know, it's probably how Santa feels when he comes to your house and you don't have a chimney. Dude, everyone knows he just comes in through the front door. <laughs> All right, favorite shots. 
I want to go first because I know you're going to steal mine. Okay. <laughs> go for it. Okay. I think the really, really cool shot was when the boogeyman was um, fled under the bed of Sawyer. And we see Sawyer investigating, and she does this upside-down 360 shot. Yep. It was so effective. I don't know. I, I've seen shots like that, but I thought that was so cool because she's, like, upside-down. Her hair is hanging down. And then the pause and letting the audience imagine what's there in the dark corner of that bed. And then it's, like, it, there was quite a bit of, of space and yeah. then she finally rolls the ball. And you're just like, that's the stuff that makes me scared when, when it comes to horror films. Yeah. Is that, oh, my gosh, what does this thing? And then it's the first time that we see a glimpse of what this thing looks like. Yeah. No, um, the way that they filmed that shot, mm-hmm. it actually made you feel like you flipped upside down and were looking underneath the bed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so it was just so well done. Yeah. They did a really good job, too, of not showing us the full form of the monster until the end of the film. Yeah. Because really, that's what you want to do, right? You don't want to reveal the monster too early on because mm-hmm. uh, then it loses kind of that mystery of what it looks like, you mm-hmm. know, so you can still hold on to that fear a little bit. Um, but no, the, yeah, that was a fantastic shot. That's definitely up there. I actually have to go with when Sawyer was playing PlayStation. Mm. I really just loved how they filmed that with the lighting of the TV and the reflection kind of from the TV. Yeah. Um, I thought that was just a really cool way to do it. Yeah. But with your shot, like I was fully expecting her to see nothing and then come back up and the boogeyman be up top. So when it was when it actually was in the corner, I was like, oh, shit. Right. (laughs) Um, So that was also a great one. Yeah. At that moment, I was like. I need to buy myself a platform bed so that I don't have like your you your theory with the whole like eliminate all closets out of the house. Bring all your just put a mattress on the floor. Dude, that way you floor. have no right? way of anything going under your bed. As we saw from the Fred Savage movie Little Monster. <laughs> yeah. What was it? My Little Monster, I think it was. How he traps the monster in his room because he like rigs his bed to like the legs fall out and the monster can't get back underneath. Yeah, that was Howie. Howie Mandel. Mandel yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Dude, we learned so much from films. Yeah, we do. Know, about how to defeat the forces of darkness, <laughs> right? No closets, lights on all the time, and fucking uh, mattress on the floor, dude. No monsters allowed. Can you, right? can you imagine, like, putting a house like that on the on the market? <laughs> like, that's how you're... That's like your selling point. <laughs> Bro, I would just put right on the top, monster-free house. Guaranteed no monsters, okay? Can't guarantee no ghosts because ghosts yeah. will probably still show up, but monsters, you ain't got to worry about that. I got that covered, dude. All right, who was your favorite character? <sighs> I really like the dad, but now that I sit here and I think about it, I think it was Lester Billings, dude. Oh, man. Because he was so creepy. He was so creepy. Dude, he, like, to me, he was almost scarier than the boogeyman, dude. Because, like, I was just thinking, like, if I was the dad and this guy came into my house and then was upstairs, like, when my daughter's home. And, yeah. Dude, he, like, that guy did such a good job of selling the fact that, like, you know, like, is this guy a murderer? What's going on? Yeah, because you're unsure about his character. Yeah, because you're like, did this guy murder? Yeah. Like, in your head, you're like, okay, the boogeyman obviously killed his family because the movie's called The Boogeyman, mm-hmm. right? So they're trying to make this guy seem like he's crazy. But he did such a good job of portraying that that I was like, 
dude, this guy, <laughs> like, if he came into my office, I'd be like, I gotta use the restroom. <laughs> I'll be right back. Let me just grab my cell phone. I'm just candy crush. Don't worry about it. I like to candy crush while I use the bathroom. <clears throat> I'd leave, lock the door behind me, make sure he doesn't escape, you know? <clears throat> No, I feel like you'd have to move if that guy came to your house, dude. Because, like, what are you going to do? Call the cops and be like, hey, this guy's unstable. He knows where you live now, dude. You got to move. Yeah, never have a practice in your house. No. Just, that's a really bad idea. Don't even, like, if you're going to, like, sell some shit on Craigslist, you don't have people come to your house. You're like, yo, I'll meet you in the parking lot at Walmart or something. Who is your favorite character? Yeah, I love, I absolutely love the Sadie character because I felt like she was one of the characters that that grew through the film. Um, you know, she's got, her, she's got the mom's death, but then she starts to question, like, is there an afterlife? Can I contact my mom? Um, she becomes kind of this investigator. She goes over to Lester's house, tries to get some answers over there, and then also trying to figure out, like, how to kill... The boogeyman, um, Rita wasn't that much of a help, but in the end, she was such a sh- so much more of a stronger character than the first beginnings that we see Sadie with her, you know, typical AirPods in her ear, just like kind of blocking out the world. She's so s- such a good uh, her- her- was it heroine, <laughs> not heroine, heroine, Hero- yeah. heroine. <laughs> Sure, let's go with it. Hero in. I just knew when she went into the Billings house, I was like, the whole time I was like, didn't he have a wife? And then she shows up and I'm like, oh yeah, he did have a wife. Yeah. Because like the kids are dead, right? They didn't say anything about the wife. So like, I don't, I feel like a lot of people probably forgot about that part. And then, you know, it's a little bit of a surprise, but I was just expecting someone to be there. Well, I think what gave it away was the the candles all lit up in the hallway. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I mean, I don't think squatters. I don't think the answer was like, oh, yeah, there's definitely squatters here. It was definitely like, oh, there's some kind of a spiritual thing going on. And so you realize that, yeah, it's it's a wife. Yeah, either Lester lit some tall-ass candles yeah, before right? he died <laughs> or, like, somebody else is here, right? 48-hour candles. Yeah, like some three-foot-tall candles, dude, because he was dead for a few days. <laughs> All right, so what is your favorite kill in this film? Man, this is tough. Um, there's There weren't too many. All right, to so little non-standard. I really liked the booby trap for the boogeyman, although it didn't result in his death. It was just so well filmed and edited together. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this is badass. Yeah. Funny thing is, that's sort of my kill, um, but it's actually Rita's kill. So, so she's like, she's over there. She baits Sadie, brings her into the house. Yeah, that was fucked. Yeah, dude. that's pretty dirty. And then ties her up. She's basically sitting there as bait. But then at the same time, it bites her in the butt because when the boogeyman gets a hold of her, Sadie can't really help her, even if she wanted to, because she's all tied up. Yeah. And she's over there asking for help. I'm really not sure if that was the best plan. (laughs) And it didn't even work. (sighs) To be fair, like, it's a pretty good plan, right? Like, I'm kind of surprised it didn't kill the boogeyman. I don't, so, I get it, like fire right but it just seems like such a like a like you're telling me fire does the job but like blasting this thing with shot dude he must have got hit like 20 times with shotgun shells yeah but it's not human 
That's the problem. Yeah. And we don't even know if the boogeyman lives on. Yo, it fucked them up, though. We know that much, at least. Yes. They did mention something about blood, didn't they? Uh, I don't remember. That he bleeds. Okay, maybe that's another movie I was thinking of. Also, what's with all the black mold that this thing brings with it, dude? Like, say, al- well, say- it was almost like it was almost like vines, but yeah, yeah but it was Sadie that- kept it was like on her ceiling, yeah. and she didn't mention it to her dad. I'm yeah. like, yo, every dad knows if there's fucking mold, <laughs> like, yo, that's a problem. That's like that's like an immediate problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't be like, oh, damn, there's like a f- three feet of mold on my ceiling. I guess I'll just keep it to myself, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but it ended up being more of like a vegetation type thing because in the end, that, yeah, that's but, what caught on fire. Yeah, but that shit looks like black mold to start yeah, out it with, did. you know? Yeah, it did. So You're like, put on some masks. Don't breathe that in. <laughs> so overall, man, I love this movie. Um, like I said, I think it's PG-13 horror done the right way. I was surprised by it, to be honest with you. Like, at first, I was like, the boogeyman? Like, okay. Like, I'll go check it out, right? Because, you know, I love horror. And I, I just wanted to see something new, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, well executed. Definitely a fun movie. Don't let the PG-13 scare you away from watching this film. It did not at all seem like it was PG-13. It had pretty decent jump scares. And there's something about having kids put in a very vulnerable and dangerous position that makes it even more scary because they're such innocent <laughs> creatures. It was This was one of those films where the family had a lot of grief. They didn't deserve what came to them. But in the end... Their lives were better by having the boogeyman visit them. Great sound, great lighting, and it did scare me. Thanks for listening to Kaiju Carnival. Please check us out on Spotify. I know it sounds silly, but that's how we get paid, like, monetization-wise. You know, leave us a like on whatever platform you're on. Drop us a comment. Like, it helps with the algorithm we're trying to grow. So whatever you guys can do to help us, we would greatly appreciate it. And check out some of our old podcasts. We've got... A mix of some of the recent things that came out, some of the old things. Contact us through our email, kaijucarnivalconnect at gmail.com, or even contact us through Instagram. Leave us a note in one of the comments. Yeah, our Instagram's at kaiju underscore carnival. I feel like we should have picked an easier name than kaiju. Because everywhere I go, people are like, how do you spell it? I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, but, like, I don't regret it. I, I I love the name. You know, like, there's nothing better than, like, giant monsters and, like, creepy carnival. You know what I mean? So, yeah, check out our Instagram. We throw up pretty good memes, I think. I think our memes are pretty good. I think they're funny. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Mata ne.